warm your heart with a little bit of sunshine. How did I do? How was that? That's was good. That? I like gorgeous, it. friendly and warm. Gorgeous yes. sunshine outside right now. Still a little wet, slushy snow sitting in Central mm. Park. We have some wind chills uh, that we're going to face all day long, but your full forecast is coming up. Which means it's a cuddle alert. There you go. See? Bright siding all this. Too. <laughs> Lauren Glassberg coming in hot. Mornings at yep. 10. Great to see you. Um, I like that. So we're going to talk about the weather. We're also going to talk about some of the headlines, including this yep. special election that we now know the results of. Yep. Democrat Tom Swasey's big win in that race to fill George Santos's vacant congressional seat. Also, as we mentioned, it's Valentine's Day, mm. so we're going to be tackling all topics related to true love. And how about this? The mm. science of chocolate eating. There is a thing. Can it be good for you? Depends on what kind. We maybe heard that before. Dr. Darian can break it down Science for us. Does it actually Science. need to be good for you? Can yes. we just not enjoy our chocolate? That's a question for the doctor. I will ask him that. I am a chocolate fiend. We are also, by the way, shining a light on the darker side of romance. Specifically, what? yeah, scammers who use oh. romance to trick people. Mm -hmm. And they are not fooling Nina Pineda. You know, she's pretty savvy. Yes. Okay. She's going to share some of the tools that you need to avoid being duped yourself. What was that couple at the beginning? Did they not want to be seen? I don't know. Were We're they holding <laughs> the balloon in front of their faces? <laughs> was there some funny business going on there? Not supposed probably. to be with that particular partner? Probably. I don't know. Probably. I feel fortunate to be surrounded by two Romeos right now. Oh, see? Yeah. That's should it. No more. I'm done. I'm done with my niceties. <laughs> I, no, okay, yeah. Uh, but should you need a Valentine's Day forecast, if you have some big plans later on today, it should involve wearing layers, though, because you've got a little bit of a brutal wind chill out there. We've still been holding with wind chills in the 20s. Look at that. We're 30 degrees outside right now, but we're 20 degrees on the wind chill. As far as the numbers go in town, we're 28 in White Plains, we're 30 at LaGuardia, 30 at JFK, 30 in Islip, 27, 28 degrees down the Hudson Valley. Look at these wind chills, though. 14, 17. This is still the sun has been up now for a couple of hours, folks, and we can't do much. But here's the problem. It's these strong, gusty winds. We've moved the front kind of through the area. But look at this out of the northwest. This is going to continue for a while and all the way until 2 p.m. We've got these really strong winds. They taper off after about six o'clock. So the number that you see here with full on sunshine and it is beautiful today. You can step outside and get your full on face sunshine. 35 degrees will feel like 25 Ooh. degrees. So just be bundled up. Not sure I want to step outside with that. <laughs> All right, we do have some news to tell everybody about our top stories right now. A 19 year old originally arrested in that Times Square beating of two NYPD officers has been busted again, this time for a robbery in Queens. Police in the Bronx also made three other arrests in connection with that assault on two officers. One of them is 17 years old. He is the seventh suspect to be charged in the assault. Coming up at 1030, we will have a full report on all the latest details in this case. A Brooklyn deli worker in custody following an armed incident in East Flatbush. Here's what we know. Cops say the employee was arguing with four men inside of the deli. One took a swing at the worker who then pulled a gun on them. The men ran off and called police. The worker and his colleague locked the door to the deli and also called the cops. It took about an hour for them to open the door for officers. They're now being questioned with charges pending. No charges have been filed against the four men. Wow.
We do have some sad news out of the New York culinary scene. Award-winning chef David Boulay has died. He was known for a new American style of cooking yeah. and turning fine dining into an art form. He spent a majority of his career in Tribeca, starting with Montrachet oh, in Montrachet. 1985. And then, yeah. of course, he opened his namesake, Boulay Restaurant, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which was known. I remember uh, walking into Boulay for a special occasion. I think it was my brother's graduation from high school, and mm. there were crates of Apples. Yes, and you walk that's exactly the way I remember it. Yep. So he was very much into Every that sort detail. of Americana. Mm -hmm. um, and the presentation was always quite beautiful. He's sort of the precursor to the chef rock stars mm -hmm. that we now know and Absolutely. love. Um, he died of a heart attack at his home in Kent, Connecticut on Monday. He was just 70 years old. And New York, New York, New York. David yeah. Boulay, New York, It was York, Boulay, York, York. upstairs Boulay, mm -hmm. um, Danube, Succession. Um, he had a he had definitely a litany of restaurants and that you're people right. loved. Before there were rock star mm. chefs, he was a rock star chef. Yeah, and special occasion kind yep. of dining yep. for the mm. most part. Yeah. Let's talk about that special election that happened yesterday to fill the congressional seat once held by expelled Congressman George Santos. It will be Democrat Tom Suozzi moving into Santos's old office and Suozzi heading back to Congress after he defeated Republican nominee Mozzie Pillow. So now the big question is, what does this all mean for the balance of power in Washington? Eyewitness News reporter Phil Tate live in Douglaston, Queens with more on that film. Yeah, well, it means a whole lot, and all eyes were on this race for New York's congressional district. Well, this is Tom Suozzi heads back to our nation's capital, at least for the next few months. He came out as the front runner in this special election as he took on Mozzie Pillup. He now assumes the seat that was held formally by the ex-Congress member George Santos. So I want to take a look right now at some of the election results that came in from this highly watched matchup as Suozzi was able to secure 54 percent of the vote while Pillup fell behind at 46 percent. Now, both candidates hope to win over the district as many hot button issues were on the ballot box from the border crisis, immigration and public safety. Now, Swazi celebrated his win last night with the return to Washington. He addressed his supporters as the district's congressional seat has been flipped from red to blue since ousted George Santos claimed the seat. Now, this special election outcome narrows the Republican House majority with the GOP at 219 to Democrats at 213 seats. Now, this means Republican leaders can afford to lose only two votes on any partisan bill and trims Republican election year ambitions. And Swazi last night, he spoke to lawmakers on the other side of the aisle. Let's send a message to our friends running the Congress these days. Stop running around for Trump and start running the country. Now, Pillup did concede yesterday. She said that she had even called uh, Swazi to congratulate him. Well, as for Swazi, he will hold this seat for the next 11 months, which is the remaining time that Santos would have been in office. Well, if he wants to hold on to this seat for a complete term, we will see him in the November election. That's the very latest in Douglaston. I'm Phil Tate, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. All right, Phil, thank you. Some other news we're following this morning. Indicted U.S. Senator Bob Menendez wants a federal judge to move his bribery trial out of New York to his home state of New Jersey. The veteran Democrat charged with conspiring with his wife and three businessmen to take bribes in return for helping the governments of Qatar and Egypt. Federal prosecutors say that he met with co-conspirators at a restaurant here in Manhattan. But Menendez argues that that's not a good enough reason to try the case in New York instead of New Jersey, where he actually lives. His wife also wants their cases separated so they don't have to decide whether to testify against each other. The trial expected to begin in May. 
Police are continuing their search for the gunman in a shooting on a subway platform in the Bronx. We uh, spoke to the head of the MTA yesterday, Jana Lieber, about this shooting mm -hmm. on this show. The NYPD now releasing pictures of two suspects. Investigators say more than 19 shots were fired. One person was killed. Five others were hurt. Most of the victims believed to be just innocent bystanders. Police say the shootout appears to have been gang-related. For the first time in nearly 150 years, a sitting cabinet secretary has been impeached. Republicans in the House voting to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas or what they say is a failure to enforce border laws. This impeachment passing by just a single vote is their second attempt to do so. The articles of impeachment now move on to the Senate where they are expected to be rejected by the Senate's Democratic majority. A two-thirds majority vote in the Senate is required to convict and then remove him from office. Here's a big talking story in the area today. Get set to, uh, and it's all going to get ready to happen in Newark Airport less than about an hour from now, and it may affect your ability to get around town, especially if you're using Uber and Lyft. Those drivers will be striking today, demanding some fair wages. Um, it's just, you know, big conversation, going to make a difference mm -hmm. on how we get around. And a lot of companies are seeing their workers uh, waging strikes. In this case, this is just one of the many rallies that are going to be taking place at transit hubs in major cities by these rideshare drivers happening across the nation. Drivers say the coordinated event is necessary to raise awareness of their uh, accusations against rideshare companies, which include taking a disproportionate amount from them in commissions. And they're also demanding more safety precautions, claiming that there have been uh, a rise uh, in violence against rideshare workers. So if you are planning to head to the airport and you're thinking, OK, so what am I going to do? Because yeah. I got to get in or out of the airport in yeah. Newark today and it might be a lot harder. So here is what you need to know. Here's some of the other options. We put Heather O'Rourke to the test, and she told us that she made this cool, fancy graphic for us to share with you. She says option one is, of course, a non-rideshare taxi like a yellow cab. Yep. There's also the air train, which connects NJ Transit and Amtrak with Newark Airport. There's an $8 ticket fee for that option, by the way. Also, you can use the following NJ Transit bus lines, 28, 37, 62, 67, or 107. And the express bus that runs between Midtown, here in Manhattan, to Newark. The cost is 18 bucks for one way, 30 bucks for a round trip. Lastly, if you are heading to Pennsylvania, the Transbridge lines providing daily service if you want to use that. But most major metropolitan areas have direct yeah. transportation from the city yes. to the area airports. Yeah. You can do it fast, you can do it easy. One train, there you go. And and for the life of me, not so much me, for New York. No, for, I've been here since they laid the dirt in the first bricks. And and I got to tell you, that is shocking to me that we can't get transportation to our airports easily. I will say the air train to Newark is a pretty easy yeah. option if you don't have a lot of bags. That's right. the issue. You know, if you've got bags and right. kids in tow, it That's becomes a little more complicated. But I hear you, Sam. It is crazy how difficult it is to get to our airports. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and you think, I mean, rideshare is only a relatively new thing. So right. there were options before we had rideshare, but it's something that's going to play a part in people's assessment of what they're going to use in the future, too. Maybe yeah. they'll find a different way, like you said. So I don't know. We'll monitor it. We'll see what the fallout is later on today. Speaking of fallouts, okay. we had those wildfires, and now we're getting a better idea of just how it could impact our health and the air quality over the next several decades. Ooh, that sounds scary. Plus, digging into the science of hand-holding. You guys can't see this, but I'm holding Aww. Mike and Sam's hands right now. <laughs> what this act of affection can have, and it may have some big-time health benefits.
benefits. We'll I'm about so that. curious about this. I know it's calming for me. Yeah. It really is. And then if you've ever wanted to know what it's like to live like a polar bear, these videos may be for you. This is this is incredible look inside their world, and it's a little bit shocking. There's a very important message behind this cute video. Mm. We'll be right back. This is actually oh. our wedding song. Oh, is it really? Honest, that version too. Oh oh endless God. love. And it's an endless hit. Oh. Billboard releasing a list of the top 50 love songs of all time and Lionel Richie and Diana Ross's duet topping the list. Mm. It was number one on the charts for nine weeks when it came out in 1981, rounding out the top three. Mm. I'll Make Love to You by Boys the Men. Yep. How Deep Is Your Love by, by the, the Bee Gees. Gees. Oh, so good. Is your oh, I'm yeah. not doing the falsetto. No, that's Gees, so hard. It's okay, there's still time. Oh, so yeah. good. Uh, you, now you got to do something for Rhiannon, and just saying. Well, I did. We announced the list, and I said <laughs> I love you, and our love is endless. Uh, okay, really, is obviously, what I'm saying. it is That's Valentine's nice. Day. Let's yes. talk about how we show yeah. affection yeah. and emotion do you between hold people. My hand? I do. I love that because I'm a big. I am. I'm a big hand holder. Yeah. I b I believe in that. And there are benefits when you look at the studies to hand holding, and I find that to be fascinating. In certain studies, they've shown that holding hands can be associated with reduced blood pressure, reduce heart rate, uh -huh. and overall feelings of safety and protection, which makes sense. It seems as though the time period is a little bit longer than most people would hold hands. Sometimes oh. it's a minute or two minutes, which may not seem like a lot, but holding someone's hand for that long can sometimes be a lot for someone, which is why <laughs> well, my Well, if you don't like the other person, is, it can be way too long. Especially if you don't like the other yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting because obviously I love holding my wife's hand, but for uh -huh. the kids, when the kids yeah. raise their little hand, when we're you know, crossing their street or something it's just that connection that you get I'm so happy that you brought that up because scientifically touch is one of the first sentences first senses that we develop as humans mm -hmm. and for example babies are born with more ability to touch than they are ability to see mm -hmm. and when you look at the distribution of our tactile nerve fibers in our body 15% of our nerves are in our hands wow. and so that just helps you to explain it and just to point out some other benefits about limiting stress and then it calms that part of the brain that is involved with our fright or flight and makes us want to run in our emotional instability it eases anxiety and it can even soothe pain. So I think that those are phenomenal things that you can Look pay attention at this to. And boost such. your immune system. Oh, We're I love it. <laughs> Sam, I was trying to I'm help still, you. Still take that antibiotic that was prescribed, <laughs> yeah. but you can hold hands while so doing you it. You mentioned, uh, Dr. Sutton, during the break that when it comes to your patients, uh -huh. you the tactile experience is helpful. In, in what way? How do you practice that? You know, I think often when we're in hospital beds, I've been a patient myself, it is a terrifying experience. Mm -hmm. And so many of the times when I'm talking to patients, especially if the diagnosis is new, especially if it makes them emotionally distraught, or if something feels stigmatizing, I think getting closer to that patient, taking a seat, holding their hand, mm. uh, touching their covered foot, you know, these are tactics that I do, and I think that they do help people feel safer, mm. feel heard. As humans, we require social interaction, and I think this is one of the reasons why this benefits it. There is a new time now, and post-COVID, and even before that with the Me Too movement, where you have to ask for permission, right? Yeah. And it is probably a good idea to say that. But I have always been a hug giver. You know, I've always been someone who does like to hold hands. Uh -huh. And now I don't feel that that's a, I don't feel that that's a bad thing to say, is it all right if I hug you? Is it all right? You know, I, I don't feel like that's a tough thing. 
I don't think so either. And I think that sometimes before I give hugs, and people know that I'm, although I'm not much of a hand holder, I'm a big hugger. I was <laughs> hugging before we started today. But before I give a hug, I go, I'm a hug person, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the right way. Sometimes that benefits people. <laughs> well, especially maybe get a hug if you give the gift of chocolate. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, yeah. today a lot of people are going to be getting that. What are the health benefits? It feels like it's like the coffee wine thing. It's good, it's bad. What do we need to know? So this is one of the few times I feel like you'll hear a doctor say, chocolate is good for you. It depends on what type. And so when we're talking about chocolate, we're specifically talking about that dark chocolate. Yeah. That's the chocolate that has that compound called flavonoids in it. Oh. And that helps with that um, uh, uh, oxidative stress on your cells. So it decreases oxidation or antioxidant. And it's important to know that the darker the chocolate is where you want to find those flavonoids. Milk or white chocolate is not the same. Those are two different things. And they're so yummy, but they're, they're not going to really. benefit It is you. absolutely delicious. It's yeah. all sugar. But the darker the chocolate, usually the less contributing uh, uh, con ingredients that are harmful, like the sugar, the milk. And so you want to look for something that's more than 70% of cocoa, which mm -hmm. is that origin of that good product. I like noise. that you mentioned the fair trade on there as yes. well. Um, yes, yeah. because getting that chocolate requires getting it and extracting it from the environment. And so if you are conscious of that, making it, uh, paying attention to that fair trade label helps you to understand that you can also protect the earth. Well, here's to hand-holding and some dark chocolate. And hugs. Valentine's Day and hugs. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Of course, Sutton, of course. for joining us on this Valentine's. Hey guys, you gotta check this out. Wildlife biologists at the U.S. Geological Survey's Alaska Science Center looked at how climate change is affecting polar bears through their own eyes. How? By strapping cameras equipped with GPS trackers on 20 bears in the western Hudson Bay region of Canada. Mm. During a three-week-long period, they strapped these cameras onto oh. them. This was from 2019 to 2022. Scientists analyzed how the bears adapted to the loss of that Arctic sea ice. Polar bears normally hunt for their preferred prey, which is seals, mm -hmm. in sea ice. And during the ice-free periods, the bears couldn't hunt there, so they were forced to move inland to look for food. Yeah, adaptation is kind of an odd word to use for mm. this because it's a struggle. I mean, you're taking away their environment and their habitat with changing climate. So they found the polar bears lost body mass while on land, and that's not a surprise because they shouldn't be on land. They should be on ice yeah. hunting and resorted to eating berries and birds. Why? Because that's their only option now. Scientists concluded that polar bears are at a risk of starvation during Arctic ice-free periods, mm. which didn't really exist for long periods of time before about 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And now we've gotten to the point to where we have clear passage mm. in the Arctic. You can go through it because Arctic sea ice is at record lows. And the concern of that is by the year 2050, <clears throat> two thirds of the polar bear population may be gone mm. because of the problems with the planet. Huge studies just came out about migratory animals and birds as well and how they are at record losses. We are not taking care of this planet and we're not teaching a young generation to do it as well. We really need to get active about it. But this. maybe videos like that, they're cute and, and they sort of make you take notice, but maybe the message behind those videos will resonate and it's our younger generation that's gonna make the changes. Well, younger generations certainly enjoying the polar-like atmosphere that we had yesterday. <laughs> we gotta show you some of this because we had that heavy snow compared to what we've had in previous years. We were going down the hill in the park and getting some sledding it in. It was awesome. It was really fun to see. Had doggies out there too, enjoying it all. Snow creatures made. This is in Ewan Park up in the Bronx where the kids spent most of their days sledding. The ones that had the remote issues How earlier. How did you spend yeah. out there? We were out there three hours in Prospect Park in Brooklyn. Yeah. And, and was, it was there a good amount of snow? There was like this. Yeah. I mean, there was yeah. enough to okay. be able to 
to it, honestly it was great for snowballs and it was even great for the adults to play around Hacking too. snow yeah the snowmen snow by creatures. the time we got to sunset it was a little drippy it was a little <laughs> yeah. wet there was right. a lot of water between the snow on the grass but there were moments when it was just Awesome. Yeah. And the way I remember our New York winters, right? Yeah. February should include some snow and a good stack. Some of snow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, snow. no matter how much we like it or don't like it, February should include some snow. Add me at hello. <laughs> Valentine's Day and couples are feeling the love today, but we all know that love is not always a bed of roses. Do we all know that really, though? Come oh, on. Oh, come on. We're talking about romance scams. Oh. <sighs> and they exist. Yeah. And Nina's here to make sure that you avoid them. What? Take a listen. Well, no. Looking, take a listen to you. Hi. Finish the sentence. <laughs> looking for love in all, all the oh, wrong yeah. places. places. Looking for love in too many TikTok. faces. Oh. Faces, right? TikTok, that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> Mike, because this is where this is happening. It begins online. People are trolling for other people to take advantage of, to fall in love with, because that's where people are looking. Yeah. They're looking on oh. uh, Hinge. They're looking on Bumble. They're looking on J-Date, Christian Mingle. And the thing is that they're often posing as people, members of the military, because mm -hmm. you can really kind of say, hey, I'm abroad, I can't meet with you, you know? Mm. And that's a, a, a real, real trick. We actually met this gentleman. He had his ID stolen. His photos were taken right off of Instagram. Six different women oh. thought they were marrying this gentleman, who is a married father of two, agreed to meet with us to show how his photos were stolen and to warn women, you know, not to fall for these romance scams. A New York City woman thought, hey, we're getting, we're getting married. We're going to, I'm going to buy a ring. You'll pay me back. I'm going to drain my 401k because we're falling in love mm -mm. and I'm going to put down, help you put down deposit on a, on a house and we're going to start a life together. Wow. So what are some of the red flags? Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you know this is going on? Oftentimes they ask for tickets. You know, they want to come see you. They want a train ticket, a plane ticket um, to visit you. They want rent or an Airbnb for you to stay in together or maybe a deposit on a house. And always they have some sort of medical problem for themselves. I'm having an operation. I need a kidney. I'm my mom needs an operation. And in and off and a lot of it's too much too soon. They come in hard. They come in hot. And Many times they will not meet you face to face. They won't Zoom, they won't uh, Skype, wow. they won't FaceTime. And it's really a lot of woe is me. I'm having all these problems. Yeah. You need to help me. You need to help me by, by sending money. Sounds like uh, plenty of red flags. But now I understand that people aren't just getting scammed you know, online, but in person, face to face. Yeah, did you see that movie, The Tinder Swindler? No. I mean, this is actually, people are meeting folks face to face, actually having a physical relationship, seeing the person, sitting across to them, having dinner. And uh, we met a woman who really felt that she was loved bombed. That's what she called it, love bombed. Mm -hmm. You click right away, you meet, there's sparks flying, you know, they're telling you that you're the love of their life. And it just, you meet someone who's compassionate and kind of has very similar traits to you. Well, at least you think they do. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a whirlwind. When did you start getting suspicious that things weren't as they seem? So I would say it was when he had started asking me for money and the stories just kept getting crazier and crazier. And not to make it alike to the Tinder swindler, but there was always a situation where it was in dire need, you know, like it was hectic, this person needed help. Mm, wow. So here's your don'ts. Don't, don't wire money. 
Don't Zelle, don't Venmo, don't buy crypto or oh. Bitcoin saying we're going to invest in this together for our future. And do not take out loans. We uh, heard from the police yesterday when I was investigating this that someone mortgaged their home oh, or wow. drained their 401k. Or you take out a loan because you think you're building a life together. You know, a lot of my friends are single, but hey, guess what? They, they're single and they're not broke. Yeah. Because a lot of people are trying to find this connection. We just talked to Dr. Sutton about how you want that connection. You want to yeah, feel loved. Do. Everybody yeah. Yeah. doesn't Everyone want does. to be lonely, but guess what? If you do these things, you're going to be lonely and broke. And broke. Yeah. And I immediately want to say, don't fall for it, don't fall for it, don't fall for it. But it's not that easy. Mm -hmm. um, you just need to take time with people. Take time and kind of maybe use the modern conveniences, but in the old fashioned way of spending time, getting to know people, getting to know their families, mm -hmm. getting to know their and friends. And their friends, yes. Exactly. And have right. your friends and family that get to know a, them. Point. When they keep your friends separate and their family separate, that is a big red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the red flags yeah. on this. You're welcome. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Because we want you, we, if, you, if you're not with someone you love, we want you to find love. We just don't want you to be scammed finding it. We want right? you to keep your money. Yeah.